1990, a study was conducted in which a group of students were randomly assigned to receive a coffee mug or a chocolate bar. The students could then trade one another for the item that they didn't have. If they had the mug, they could try to trade for the chocolate bar and vice versa. Now you'd expect, and this is what they kind of found when they did a separate sort of analysis, is that about half of the people would rather have the chocolate bar, half the people would rather have the coffee mug. However, what they found was that 89% of people who started with a mug didn't want to give it up. Now that they had the mug, they valued it higher. And the same thing, 90% who started with a chocolate bar didn't want to give it up either. <laughs> and so what we tend to do, and it's sort of a psychological quirk for us, is we tend to overvalue what we already have. We never think our baby is ugly. We always think it's the most special thing on the planet. And the same thing applies to the products that we sell. Um, and this can happen very early in the process. Even when you're ordering samples for your first product or a new product, you're like, okay, I've done all the work, I've done the research, I've contacted suppliers, I've paid for the sample, now you're going to overvalue it, even if it's not that good of a product. And so we must honestly assess our own products if we want to succeed, because this effect becomes even more extreme once we've been selling this product with our blood, sweat, and tears for years and years and years, we've seen the ups and downs of the business, we're going to think that our product is the world's greatest thing, even though if that may not objectively be true. And so, like I mentioned in the last episode, the best litmus test here is to ask, would you buy your own product if you were a potential consumer that could see all the options available with all the factors of all the different products publicly laid out available to see? You know, I think what a lot of times we do here on the product side is, uh, you know, there's a, a mastermind we did years ago. It's kind of just a one-off event for people that were doing pretty well in e-commerce. And there was a guy there who had had a lot of experience in business. You know, he built some bigger companies. Uh, he was kind of a student of ours, but, you know, in some cases he was more experienced than, than some of us. And I was telling him about some issues in our business and telling him that, like, you know, our finances were just chaotic. It was such a mess. And what I was doing is I was kind of just hiding from the problem. I was just kind of complaining about it, but I wasn't really doing anything about it. And so he had given in one of his presentations, I think he was talking about, I think maybe even talking about finances or the supply chain side, but he had this image that just always stuck with me that had this ostrich just sticking its head in the sand. He said, that's how most business owners treat their finances. And I was doing the same exact thing. I didn't want to face the facts. I didn't want to face that we may have to like reduce expenses to increase profitability, or we may have some tax issues that we had to sort out, or may have to build a better financial team. And the solution was not that complicated. I mean, it was literally a monthly financial meeting. Uh, getting regular financial to review our basic financial reports, a weekly financial check-in, and that was pretty much it. And the solution, I find a lot of times, is not that complicated. We just don't want to have to face the facts and get started there. So when it comes to your products, you have to honestly assess, are you sticking your head in the sand like the ostrich, or are you willing to face up that your product may not be the best thing on the planet? Because this could be the biggest breakthrough in your entire business doing an honest assessment of your products versus your competitors and just kind of swallowing that pill and moving forward after that. So here's a general summary of how to assess your own product to see how it compares to your competitors. I believe you have to do this. If you have a product that you think should be selling more or if it's your best selling product, which is probably even more important, I recommend doing this assessment versus your product and say the top three to five products in your space. You may be one of those products, which is cool. You may want to want to be one of those products, which is cool also. So assess your product versus really the top three to five best sellers in your market. First thing, look at the reviews. Now, if you're selling on Amazon, uh, that's one thing to look at. If you want to compare yourself versus Shopify stores, also a good thing to look at. Look at the sort of public social proof. Total number of reviews, 
review ratings. This could also apply to looking at social media profiles uh, because this is kind of a, a public endorsement. How many followers does your Facebook page have? How many likes does your Instagram page have for your brand versus the other ones? That's probably slightly less important, but still a public social proof indicator for your products versus theirs. But the most important thing is gonna be reviews either on Shopify or on Amazon. Amazon especially, because it's more of a public review system and people are gonna trust it more. So how do your products compare? The total number of reviews and the review rating of all those reviews, yours versus theirs. First thing to assess, if you're behind there, you gotta do something about it. If you're ahead there, good, you wanna stay that way. Second thing is price. In almost all cases, it's not gonna make sense for any of us to be the low cost product because we probably don't have a cost advantage and also you're going to make less money per unit sold so you're almost always going to want to be the premium priced product but to be the premium priced product you have to offer something that's premium which we'll get into in a second but you need to assess your price because if your price is higher than everyone else's but your product is exactly the same that's not a good position to be in so look at your price versus the top three to five products i would literally recommend just putting this stuff into a spreadsheet and say your product is the top three to five and write down all this information in there. So you can kind of see it in a objective format. Uh, third, your images and graphic design. So this is before they've even ordered the product. How do your images and graphic design of your whole website, but especially the product or landing page or Amazon listing page, how do those compare versus your competitors? Do you have higher quality images and graphic design? Or do you have lower quality images and graphic design? This would be a thing where you could rate it on a scale of one to five. Like if you're a potential customer looking at this thing, five being like super high quality Apple level graphic design, one being like your 13 year old nephew, you know, opened a Canva and started creating stuff in there. And so where does your product graphic and uh, graphic design and images sort of fit in there versus your competitors? Because that is when e when e-commerce versus buying stuff in a physical store, that is a huge factor. It's being able to compare based on the quality of images and graphic design. Um, and fortunately, there's a million graphic designers you can hire that can fix that stuff. It's not that expensive. So this is a crazy area to not have better. If you care at all about your business, upgrading your images and graphic design is one of the cheapest things you can possibly do. But it starts with an honest assessment of your product versus your top three to five competitors. Now, number four, product packaging and quality. So I recommend you actually order and sometimes I hate to do this because I'm like, I don't want to give them any money, but that's stupid. It's a tiny amount of money, but I can learn so much. So I recommend you actually order the top three to five products in your space. Now, if you're ordering on Amazon, uh, <clears throat> order from Amazon and then receive the package. And if there's any unique package inserts or anything like that, take a photo on your phone and keep that for your records. I throw this all in a Google Drive. If you're ordering from them on Shopify, I would recommend either screen recording or screen capturing. If you just look up like Google Chrome, how to do a full page screen capture, there's either plugins and there's a way you can do it with developer tools. Doesn't really matter how you do it, or you can just screen record um, using QuickTime or, or whatever app on your computer. Record the whole funnel of the process. See if they're offering pre-purchase upsells, order bumps, complimentary products. What do they have uh, on the thank you page? What emails do you get from them? These are all things you can learn from. And so actually order their products. And then once you receive the products, assess the product packaging and product quality. If you were a consumer and you would maybe even want to just lay all these out on your desk, your product versus these three to five, if you received all these products, which would you be most happy with? Your immediate assessment of the product packaging and product quality. Because that is going to be a factor whether people want to 
returning the product, whether they're going to be happy and want to write a review of the product, whether they're going to recommend it to other people, all those things are going to matter. So order those products, then assess the product packaging and quality. Number five, now you're actually using and testing out the product. You can assess some of this from online because they'll tell you what features it has. Um, and you can see how those specifications compare to your product. But also once you use the product and you test it out for its main purpose, uh, see how the features compare your product versus theirs. Is it lighter, heavier, bigger, smaller, faster, quicker, better material, worse material, um, all of those kind of things that are going to matter. And so you're actually assessing the core product, yours versus theirs. And then lastly, it's kind of other factors. So number six, kind of other factors. Brand is going to matter a lot. If all this other stuff was equal, but you'd been around and have had way more customers in history um, than they have, you should be able to do better if all else held equal uh, because you have more customers, more customer relationship. If you can say that you've served a million customers that have been happy, they've just started even though everything else is equal, you're going to be in a stronger position. Because like, for example, competing against Coca-Cola, you could have the exact same product that objectively is the same, except maybe the number of reviews because they've been around so long, but everything else can be exactly the same. They're going to win because of that brand. So that is a factor. But for most of us, that's one of the last things to assess. So to kind of recap of the things you should check out, your product versus your top three to five competitors, number one, reviews, number two, price, number three, images and graphic design, number four, product packaging and quality, number five, the features of the actual product, and number six, the other factors, especially the brand, the history, the customer relationships, uh, maybe influencer sort of endorsements, those sort of extra factors that do matter. Um, say if the owner was you know an expert in the space that's going to matter and so assessing those kind of other factors that you think will influence somebody to buy doing this honest assessment can be hard it's not something you want to do once you do it it's super easy but it's never the thing that you want to do because <laughs> you don't want to face the truth of oh crap i'm gonna have to go back and actually improve my product which is a lot of work and it's hard but this is one of these highest leverage things you can possibly do it's like you know i've given the example it makes no sense to drive a ton of marketing um with giving kind of a car analogy to slam on the gas pedal when the emergency brake is on. And so having a bad product or one that does not compare well to the others in your space is like having the emergency brake on while you're slamming on the gas of marketing. And so your life is going to be so much easier if you have a better product, a total value proposition, at least is good, but ideally something better compared to everyone else in your space. Because the marketing is going to be so much easier. You don't have to overpromise. You don't have to sort of <clears throat> worry about having the world's greatest copyright and you literally just tell people what's better about the product and you'll sell more. It's the world's easiest marketing and that's how it should be. And so assess this about your product as soon as possible because next up, we're going to talk about how to make your product far more valuable without actually changing anything about the product and how one company did this to create an $800 million company in one of the most commoditized markets on the planet. So to get all of these episodes all my podcasts, subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform or on YouTube, and I'll see you tomorrow.